Hey, you're listening to The Weekly Bakay, hosted by Toby, Jasmine, and Sophie. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Weekly Bakay. This is Jasmine. This is Sophie. And this week, you've got Tutu in the studio. But before we get started um, on this week's episode, we wanted to insert a quick life clip from Toby. Um, But yeah, so check that out. So for those of you who couldn't tell, I'm actually based in Shanghai right now for work and it's super exciting times. I'm going to be here for a few months and then I'll get back to Germany at the beginning of the summer. But yeah, I'm essentially based here working still in originals, of course, doing brand communications and it's super exciting. Really nice to have this great experience, especially so young. I wanted to have a job that was going to take me all around the world, and I wasn't necessarily sure what that job was going to be. But it's so crazy that I'm having this job at this young age. So yes, like throwing things up, of course. But then obviously with every blessing comes a burden. And, you know, packing up to move to Shanghai for the spring was hard because, you know, I just started getting used to living in Germany, you know, like I picked up more of the language, you feel settled, you have your friends, you're making more, and like you finally kind of get into the groove of things, you know, like we didn't just start a new job and like move out and, you know, like start adult life, like we moved literally to a completely different country and then I had to do it again but it's like I don't want to say I had to I want to say that I get to and it's been good but obviously you know it's a very big culture shock compared to say living in the U.S. and then living in Europe and coming here and not knowing any Chinese other than how to say hi and thank you yeah, that part has been challenging because obviously you can't expect people to speak your native tongue when you're going to their country. And it's common courtesy to, you know, at least try to know and understand um, a little bit. So I have been leaning on the assistance and help of like, you know, some of my Chinese colleagues and some of my Chinese friends who I've made working here. Um, but yeah, and other than that, it's a super cool city. The culture is very different, but it's nice to really get this experience and to really learn. And I think it's going to make me understand a lot more just about all the different consumers that exist, especially working for this brand and working in the lifestyle sector. I did a lot of research and reading before getting here on just Asian style and how it's evolved um, and just the history behind it. And it really opened my eyes to just a whole different world that I'd even understand. And then now that I've arrived here, I'm seeing all the things that I learned come to life. And I think it's going to make me a lot better at my job. And yeah, super cool. Obviously, if you're a foodie, there's so many different things to eat here and just so many different opportunities to try new things. But if anyone knows me and my eating habits, I'm extremely picky. But the few things that I do like, I like them a lot. And so I just try and find them at restaurants that I go to and peep up and trying to help me branch out of my comfort zone and try some other new things. But what's hard about China is that a lot of things are made with meat. And I just stopped being a vegetarian around a year ago, and I'm still pretty close to being a vegetarian because I essentially only eat one type of fish and then chicken breast and burgers occasionally, but I'm super picky about how I want them done. So I've been having to try and find a lot of vegetarian dishes and rice dishes, which is good because that's what I like. But then, of course, they have a whole wide array of like Western food and all different things to try depending on where you live and um yeah i'm living in the bund which is like a nice like expat 
area or not want to say expat but international area and so there's all sorts of good shopping and you have like authentic Chinese food on one end and then you also have like food from all the other different Asian countries as well and then um yeah it's really cool shopping is amazing and I'm gonna get to visit other places of Asia while I'm here which will be really good, you know, for work purposes and then just also for me to kind of expand my horizons. And yeah, I'm super excited. And just being in the, well, Shanghai is not the center of the streetwear scene, you know, when it comes to like streetwear and just fashion in general, it kind of trickles from Japan, Korea, and then the greater China area. But even saying that, like still, I've just been so impressed by all the different types of looks that I've seen and just like, you know, Asian style very much like, um, is very much looked at across the industry as, you know, like being very on point and just, um, you know, when it comes to hype, I will say. And then they very much drive a lot of those hype trends. And they also, at the same time, like pull a lot from European and from American style as they have in history. So it's really cool to just kind of see a culmination of everything. And and I just love all the different, like, very bright colorways and just the way that people pair their looks and you see a lot of couples matching here too and then just people step out of the house like with intention with their looks and I appreciate it and pulling inspiration here and there and also just learning a lot about all the different consumers that I'm you know essentially like creating marketing campaigns around and you know creating product around so it's a good time it's exciting and I'll be sure to give you guys more updates as I'm here if you're interested in it but yeah see ya all right, thanks for that, Tobes. Um, China sounds crazy, but seems really dope. <laughs> um, so I guess we want to open the episode with a really crazy, exciting topic. I'm sure you guys have heard. Um, it's it's kind of it's been announced for like a week and a half now. We're recording on to Monday, April the fifteenth. But if you guys don't know, Beyonce is officially doing a collab um, with Adidas. Signed on as a creative partner with them. Um, crazy yeah they're revamping ivy park um she's getting i think she's getting her own like shoe um collab Mm -hmm. but yeah it's um the year of beyonce i feel like but i feel like every year is the year of beyonce in some way um yeah i I know like toby was really excited about it when um like the morning of when they released on instagram when they released on instagram the news (laughs) she sent us the um, what she do? She like she like direct messaged us the the thing, right? The post. Like, the post, yeah. Um, well, Toby like hint, not hinted at it, but she was like, "Y'all better be on your Instagrams on April 4th. And I was like, "All right, okay, yeah, was whatever." Right. I mean, whenever she tells us, "Y'all better," we gotta listen. We gotta listen whenever she tells us to do something. And then we see, you know, everybody was trying to figure out what it was because Adidas had like the. <clears throat> The yellow and, like, the black stripe pose, and they changed their bio, and, like, Toby had posted something on her Instagram story, and her uh, roommate, Laura, had posted something on her Instagram story, I'm like, oh, shit, it's about to go down, and, you know, people were, I looked in the comments, people were like, oh, my gosh, is it, like, a Charlie Brown <laughs> collaboration? <laughs> yeah. Uh, is it gonna be, like, a Bumblebee from, like, Transformers collaboration? All this crazy stuff, and lo and behold, it's Beyonce, Queen Bee makes sense with the black and yellow right but it's definitely a transcending time for adidas Mm -hmm. and um i mean what better what better entity to bring onto your team than beyonce you know everything she touches is gold and you guys are gonna we're gonna insert a little clip here um of course right after our little segment of toby and what she has to say about 
um, the collab with Beyonce because I know she's really excited about it. We were we were both really excited about it. I when I saw when I saw the official announcement, I was over the freaking moon. It's crazy. Like it's so what crazy. a what a perfect person to add to the team. Um, you know, one of the like this amazing black female artist that's at the top of the echelon of her in- industry. Um, and again, anything she touches is gold. And again, it's it's like the year of Beyonce. We have her homecoming documentary coming out on Netflix um, about her her Coachella performance. Um, the Lion King is coming out later this year. Um, but I was telling Soph that it it kind of always feels like it's the year of Beyonce in some way. Um, like last year, we had the Carters dropping um, their album, and then of course with the Surprise World Tour. And then you know, year prior to that, of course, we had like Lemonade coming out, and just like every year, she could she just every year Beyonce finds a way to top herself, and when you don't think that she can, she does. Um, so congrats to Adidas um, and Beyonce. We're really right. excited. It doesn't yeah. get bigger than Adidas, and it doesn't get bigger than Beyonce. Exactly. Um, it just kind of makes sense at this yeah, point. Yeah, exactly. We we were just waiting for it, and Ivy Park was a dope. Um, was already a really dope clothing line. I don't know if you guys ever really got to see it before they... I don't think they discontinued it, per se, but I think when she dropped... When she stopped her partnership with Reebok, is they just kind of took it out of all of, like, the department stores. Um, but it was it was, a do- it was a dope line, and, I mean, what better company to bring... To, br- to revamp that brand again than Adidas, yeah. you know? But, yeah, real fast, before we move on to the what else has been popping in pop culture, we're going to let you guys hear what our girl Toby has to say about Toby. this. And coming from an internal perspective, this was kept so under wraps. Um, most of us didn't even really know what was going on until the week of or even a few days before. But obviously, that's something that's necessary for an announcement of this magnitude. But, yes, Beyonce Knowles. Carter has signed on with Adidas as a creative partner and this is huge because she is one of the greatest female creators and visionaries of our time and not only that but she is a powerful powerful innovative inspiring black woman and coming from a black woman who works for the company this is just so exciting to see someone moved to the very forefront and who is not only going to represent the black female community but the black community and just the community in general and there's so many things obviously that have been going on in the states over the past few years and obviously just in history and then to have someone like this come and become a creative partner for a german company that is has notoriety worldwide this is just one of the biggest things and just words cannot describe how excited i am to see how ivy park evolves under adidas and then what sorts of statements and what sorts of things we're going to be able to bring to the limelight with beyonce in order to you know really push culture forward and just be a part of what's going on in the world and i know that a lot of people feel my same sentiment and are also excited for other reasons and just for the fact that beyonce is just one of not only one of the greatest performers of all times, but one of just the greatest creators, like female, male, anything like alike, like this woman stands so tall and right at the top of the pyramid. And it's just gonna be so exciting to see all this stuff from behind the scenes and yeah, I mean it would be a dream come true to be able to work on any of her projects or anything Ivy Park related so we'll see in times to come um how that's gonna work out internally but yeah just really excited to see how things play out and so super excited for her Netflix documentary coming up about 
the her Coachella performance from last year. And I think all of this buildup and all this lead up leads for a really exciting time to see what she's going to be able to do with our brand and just welcome, welcoming her in. And now it's like we have literally the biggest names in culture under this brand, like with Kanye West and now her and two people who, well, you know, Kanye's had his ups and downs and obviously due to some things that he said and done and his affiliation over the past couple of years has lost some trust, some of the trust in the black community, but regardless of it all, he's still like one of the beacons of the black community and obviously Beyonce is. So it's like so, so, so rewarding and just so crazy to be able to work for the brand that they all sit under. And yeah, so exciting times, excited to see what happens. And yeah, can't wait. Okay, so I guess kind of segueing from talking about Beyonce, of course we mentioned her other projects that are coming out this year, like Lion King and then the Homecoming documentary um, for Coachella. Speaking of Coachella, just happened this last weekend. Um, We've had some crazy headliners, um, like lots of surprise appearances. I don't know if you guys saw, but Kid Cudi performed, brought out Kanye, Ariana Ariana Grande closed out Coachella, brought out NSYNC, um, just... I, you just like never know what to expect with Coachella, you know, with a, with a platform and a stage like that. Artists can really do anything and of course they're always wanting, like artists when, when they're headlining Coachella, they, they want to they wanna do something memorable, you know, they, they want to deliver to the crowd more than just their own mm. performances and it's always really cool seeing like what else um, like people can bring to the table. 100% and Blackpink I believe opened, not, I don't know if they opened up Coachella but I know they performed on Friday and I think that's kind of monumental because they're the first K-pop group to be at Coachella mm-hmm. and they're all female so that was really cool yeah too. they killed it they I did saw oh my gosh yeah if you're not a fan of Blackpink I mean get with the times <laughs> they're so bad they're so bad like they're just fun and they're not American like American we need a little taste of something else exactly. so that's a cool part and I know Casey Musgraves um, she's been in the limelight since she won uh, album uh, of the year, right? So, uh, at the Grammys, yeah, a huge Grammy. Award. Yeah, she had a huge Grammy award, and now she kind of just can't get out of the limelight. And I know she performed at Coachella this weekend, and it seemed like a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, I think she was she was a really great artist to add to the lineup because she kind of, she brought a different sound, you know, like right, I, a I country think, artist. Yeah, a country artist, but her music is also not only is it country, but it it's like pop. There's like uh, influences of like pop and kind mm-hmm. of and kind of like rock in some of her songs so she, they did a really cool job of I think the lineup this year was actually really dope tons of artists tons of variety in music yeah. again we had k-pop we had country um Billie Eilish is that how you say her name mm-hmm. my bad yeah or Eilish or Ellis yeah she her, she's big right now yeah too. she's popping but like yeah. alter with her alternative music um and her sound and of course uh like, I, I can't get over Kid Cudi bringing out Kanye. I don't know if you guys knew, that, you guys probably know this, but next week on Easter Sunday, um, Kanye's bringing Sunday service that he's been doing. You're kidding. To Coachella, yeah. That, that's how they're, that's how they're um, ending the show next weekend for weekend two. So that's really dope. If any of you guys are going, let us know. That sounds awesome. Right. Yeah, um, can I come with you? I know, right? But I'm going to, I mean, I, I'm definitely, I always say every single year I'm going to try to go to Coachella, but next year I really want to because I always have such bad FOMO, but like, I always miss the sales um i always like whenever the sales do come out i never have money for it it's just it's it's something i feel like you've got to partake in at least once in your life such a cultural moment for coachella is and for music and just kind of like shapes our society with music festivals um it is 
arguably one of the biggest music events of the year. Yeah. And it's, I mean, and it starts, it kind of kicks everything off. I mean, we had the Grammys, which is right. huge, but then you have Coachella, and I feel like now music videos are just kind of like the norm. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not just good enough to be going to concerts. Exactly. <laughs> you yeah, have you to guys go to yeah. festival. You have to go to Coachella. Like, you, mm-hmm. you, and, like, you, I feel like for artists, too, they, it's, like, that's how you know you, your career is popping that year is when you're invited to perform at Coachella. Yeah. You know, because, like, of course, of course Coachella is always going to invite, um, like, some of, like, the big-time artists of that year. But, um, great show, and, yeah, I'm... Hella FOMO, but whatever. Maybe we'll be there next year. Maybe we'll, we'll be recording live from Coachella. Maybe. Yeah. Um, so moving on to what else has been popping in pop culture. I don't know if, if you got. And this is kind of this is kind of old-ish news, but it's big news. That's why we won't really we really want to bring it back up. But Kim Kardashian West um, is on the cover of Vogue for the May edition, and honestly, this edition took the took the fucking world by storm. Yeah. Of course, one of the bigger announcements that came from that um addition is the fact that she is studying to be a lawyer um which i think is which i think is amazing and it's it's awesome to see her put her intelligence and her talents and her energy into something into something to give her even more credentials for her life and like the things that she's doing absolutely um i know that i know that people people tend to underestimate her people really undermine her intelligence and her ability to really um, to really be like an amazing contribution to society, in my opinion, and of course I'm biased. I'm, I'm a huge Kim stan, um, but of course she's just proven herself again. I know this morning, again today is April the fifteenth. This morning she kind of posted an Instagram um, with a caption explaining herself, and I always feel bad that like she feels the need to explain herself. But you know, people were coming at her when they were like, "Oh, you're going to be a lawyer? How did you get into law school?" You know, right. blah blah blah. Um, essentially, she was just like go. She was just talking about the fact that. You know, there there is a certain there is like a four year apprenticeship that a lot of states will allow. Um, you have to have like certain credentials from college. Even though she didn't finish college, she did have credentials that were able to be qualified to go through with this program. You know, she's a she's doing a four year apprenticeship with a law firm in San Francisco. She has great mentors. She's working really hard. She says she studies. She has to study eighteen hours a week is the minimum. Oh my god! Yeah, you know, Heck I mean, no. yeah, she's and like on top of that, not only is she doing all that, you know, but she's doing her businesses. She's running a family. She has her fourth baby on the way. She it's has to insane. be a wife. Yeah, yeah, she's a wife. You know, <laughs> like being a wife is a job in itself. Um, it's just a reminder that celebrities can have dreams too yeah. just because they're already successful in their own way or that they have a whole bunch of money doesn't mean that they could, they have to stop there exactly they can have dreams if she wants to be a fucking lawyer she can be a lawyer right and like let's not forget who her father was you know right. like like come on You're like right. paying tributes here um You're right and yeah and, and and if you guys have been a kardashian fan for a while you probably like i assume I've always assumed that, like, Kim would be the most fitting for a job like this. Like, she's always, like, she's always kind of hinted interest in the criminal justice system. And, of course, with her, um, with her work right now with prison reform and releasing, releasing people out of prison, like, she needs, like, those, um, she needs, like, the credentials to, to put, to be put behind her that she is qualified to speak on these, um, topics and, and to be a part of these cases. And, um, not, not that I'm not saying that she, I already didn't think that she was qualified, but I, I appreciated the fact that she mentioned how when she was involved in these cases, how she felt like she needed to just know a little bit more. And that's what kind of pushed her to pursue law school, which I think right. is super dope. And it's good to be educated. Yeah, exactly. Like it never, it, Yeah, it never hurts to learn more. But the rest of her Vogue edition is super cute. I love that they really touched in on, you know, her home life and 
um, kind of and kind of showcased um, her being a mother and a businesswoman and this crazy mogul and also a law student and really putting light to it in a different manner. Mm. Um, the seventy three questions YouTube video was super cute. I love that they opened it with with like. They did it at um, their house, her and Kanye's house with the kids, and they opened, like, the first few minutes was of them in the bedroom with all the kids, and just kind of really shining light on, like, what it's like to, like, live a life with three little ones, and, like, you know, trying to do work and do all that. Um, So much respect to her, and we wish her good luck, you know, she's taking the bar in 2022, and that gives me anxiety to even think about. I couldn't imagine being in a profession or studying a profession that, that requires a crazy exam like that. Heck no. Because hell no. I could not. Heck no. Mm-hmm. It ain't for me. Yeah, no. It is for other people, though. Right. And if, if it's for you, do your thing. If it's your niche, you know, we need people like that in this world. Right. Um, but yeah, shout out to Miss Kim Kardashian West. You're killing it. But are we surprised? Not at no. all. And we also had, like, another really fun collaboration. Not kind of collaboration that dropped on this past Saturday, Guava Island by Childish Gambino and Rihanna was featured in it as well and this, I watched it, it's only like an hour it's a short film Mm -hmm. and they, I know I I didn't really know what to expect but the visuals were amazing and it tells like a a true storyline that comments a lot on capitalism and um, a lot of it's about capitalism within like the workforce and money and just a lot of the disparities between intersections in our society mm-hmm. um and there's you know talk about gun violence and it was really fun but also there was like three childish gambino songs too that he incorporated into the short film it's only an hour so i would just i saw it off of amazon prime i don't know where else it is streaming but just take a second to watch it and rihanna's like the most gorgeous person in the world it's filmed in cuba so you get like a really cool vibe of a modern modernized issues in a setting that's a little bit more historically different okay um because cuba you know cuba has is pretty much it's still like set in the 50s mm-hmm. yeah like the actual like set uh the actual city what it looks like right infrastructure wise and everything but yeah. it's it's it was a really cool thing and it's been like an hour like you can take an hour out of your life to watch it right hell yeah yeah. yeah, y'all definitely gotta check that out. Yeah. You made a good point. Like, Cuba, if people say that when they go to Cuba, they feel like they're going back in time. Yeah. Because, um, like, especially, like, Havana and stuff. It's yeah. just, like, all, it's, like, still very well preserved. I think there's probably a reason why it's like that. I don't know. I have to, I, I have my own interpretations on the film. Um, I'll probably, if I wanted to learn more about it, I would have to, like, look into it a little bit more. Yeah. And I'm still trying to figure, I saw Us last week. Um, the TV, the movie, the movie. directed, written, and um, produced by oh, Jordan you Peele. Saw me. I know, <laughs> I know, okay. I know, I know. Okay, I saw. I, I just like it was a split second. And it was like okay, I have to go to the one at ten o'clock. I just need to see it. And I'm still like kind of trying to figure out what the heck happened. Yes. Yeah. What was it talking about? I don't know if it, some of it went a little bit over my head. I understand like the storyline of the actual movie, but I feel like with Jordan Peele, there's so much more than just like what you see. Exactly. Or what's said. Mm-hmm. There's like something's happening that's bigger and i'm still trying to figure it out yeah but when i know y'all we'll get back to you right we will be getting back to you about that so i guess moving on to shows and movies that have ulterior meanings if you um, don't know where we're going with this come on come on you guys okay so as you know from last week from a couple weeks ago in our last episode i almost spilled the tea on game of thrones that almost ruined it for sophie but Mm. she's caught up so we're good so Last night, April 14th, Sunday, um, season 8 of Game of Thrones has premiered. And 
let me tell you, you guys, um, so found the episode kind of boring, which I understand. It was boring. <laughs> okay, it was boring in comparison to what Game of Thrones is normally known for. Yeah. And of course, they're just setting it up. You know, everybody's getting to Winterfell. And it's been a while. It's been like, what, 14, 15 months? Yeah. Since. It's- 20 actually really? I think. Okay. yeah I think 20 months I know who's counting <laughs> <laughs> 20 months six days yeah and 20 months yeah months. um but I know like this like this episode the last episode was really and sorry if, if sorry if I'm spoiling it for anybody um if if I am you know like I'm gonna go ahead and say it like if if you haven't seen the new episode yet go ahead and skip like at least four minutes like skip to the next four minutes of this episode because we're going to kind of be like recapping debriefing discussing amongst each other because we've got some things to understand yeah so basically i my interpretation of why this episode was so boring or just like not as exciting was again we're setting everything up um everyone's getting to winterfell to fight you know against the white walkers also too this was like the episode where we reveal to Jon snow who he really is his true identity as Aegon Targaryen, and of course, um, we all know that's about to get hella messy because one, Danny's Danny wants a throne, but how is she gonna feel when she finds out Jon Snow is the is the rightful heir? Yeah. Also, how how can you like how does that feel knowing you hooked up with your aunt? But also, the Targaryens are known for inbreeding because they want to preserve the dragon blood in their bloodline. But man, it's so like it is crazy and like. Jon Snow and Danny look nothing alike. Nothing. <laughs> no. I feel like their family. I don't know. I don't. I don't. Can't remember. Like recall. Like seeing like what their dad or like the old people. Well, like. but her and her brother looked identical. Right. Well, also too like like within the families they each have very distinct features. So he okay. looks like a Stark because he's 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 Lyanna Starks and Rhaegar Targaryen's son. Yeah. 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 And I I think and like so the Starks are known to have very dark hair, dark brown eyes, very dark features. Mm-hmm. Um. And then the Targaryens are known to have icy silver hair, um, purple green eyes, um, very fair skin. And so I, I think just like blending those two genetics, obviously the Stark genes <laughs> the came through. Trait. Yeah. Maybe um, that's saying maybe that's saying something. Yeah. The Stark gene is the dominant gene. Yeah, I know. <laughs> maybe we'll see who ends up on the throne. <laughs> but um, of course there was always things that were foreshadowing that he like that he was a Targaryen before it was even revealed. I know it was, I know it was a theory that I had already like known about before like the episode aired. Um, but of course, like for example, him being able to ride the dragons. You know, the dragons don't respond well to anybody that doesn't have the blood of the dragon yeah. within their line. That's why Danny's able to ride Drogon. And of course, like in the episode, in last night's episode, um, we saw Jon Snow riding Rhaegal, and so like that was you know that already automatically kind of gave it away and just like how he bonded with the dragons in like the previous season um just kind of showcases like that but i i said i said this to sophie earlier when we were having lunch that this season is going to be crazy because it's only seven episodes we only have six more episodes to go for them to finish this series and the way that they say it is they're finishing it like the way that the way that they close this the, the like the show is that we're not going to be left with the cliffhanger, like, being able to think of what-ifs and, like, being able to think of, like, alter- like other alternate endings. Yeah. They're ending it, and, like, that's the way that it is. And, like, the way that they, that they close it and wrap it up, it's, like, it's it's going to be satisfying. Not, like, satis- it's they say satisfying, but hurtful to a lot of viewers and fans. So I'm very curious to see how intense... <sighs> How is it gonna end? I don't I know. know. After this episode, I feel I don't know what direction's happening, mm-hmm. what where things are going. I don't even know who I think is gonna be on the throne. Yeah, I, I've heard so many theories. I've heard the ones that I believe, or the ones that I'm leaning towards, are either Sam, 
mm. is going to be on the throne. But why him? That's my thing. Like, I feel like people are just saying, saying it because they don't think that is, he's not a likely candidate. Exactly. But that, but that's what I think it is. Is that it's not, it's, it's going to be someone that we don't think is likely because it's too obvious. But again, you never know which way it can go. I, I think also like him studying to be a maester and being and studying to be the one that knows of everything of, yeah. of you know the seven kingdoms or whatever like um I, I think that I think like that like that was a crucial his storyline and like that was meant to keep him in in the show for right. a reason yeah well I do know is that Cersei Lannister can choke yeah she oh she's choke. gonna die you know like, she is it's gonna have it to has happen. to happen yeah I mean, if you guys... And it probably won't happen until, like, the last 30 seconds. Really? <laughs> See, think? I, I think it might happen sooner earlier? than that. Okay. I think it's going to happen much earlier than that. she's so defiant. Like, I out know. of all this, like, she's always, cap, like, always come up on top. Right. And she's just, like, it's, like, no matter what she does, you know she has some, mo- like, some ulterior motive behind mm. it. Like, like, for example, they're, like, everyone right now is putting their, their, their beef aside because they they need to fight the common enemy, and that is the Night King and the White Walkers. Yeah. But of course, everybody, like, of course, it's already been hinted that she has plans of, she plans on killing her brothers, you know, she plans on, on doing something to Danny and, like, all this stuff. But no, she's, I, no, she's going to be the one to die. She is going to. Yeah. I think that, like, she's incredibly smart, but it's also, like, in some situations, all of her, all of these motives that she has and, like, how they play out perfectly for her, but then there's also some, like, kickback. Mm-hmm. Like, when she blew up. <laughs> oh, when she blew up the, the, yeah, the and septum. Then, yeah, and then, like, her son kills himself. Yeah. And then, like, it worked out for a second, yeah, didn't it? it? It worked out for a second, and then the King Joffrey, and he ends up dying, and then, like, right. she sends his, her daughter to Dawn or whatever. Dawn, right, yeah. And then and she then, dies. Yeah. I mean... Uh, Look, y'all. It's almost as if like she's so air. If she becomes really arrogant mm-hmm. and then forgets to cover some of her bases, and that's why, yeah. you know. But no, she, she's easily gonna die. Like, if I don't know if you guys, if you guys watch Game of Thrones, and um, I don't know if you can recall the prophecy that was read that was read to her by that witch when she was younger. Mm-hmm. How and and the prophecy has been right up until exactly in this moment. How she was gonna have three children, all with golden crown, all dead by her own hand. That did happen. Also. The prophecy said she was going to be killed by her brother, but we it didn't say which brother, but it has to be Jamie. Like we know, we know. What other brother does she have? Tyrion. <gasps> Freak! I yeah, forgot about him. He's yeah, a baby. Yeah. Tyrion and Wolf is about that action though. Yeah. But it would be more interesting if it came from Jamie because right. Jamie is her lover. Her lover slash twin brother slash. Oh, I know. Yikes. I know. It's it's yikes. Baby daddy. Yeah, baby daddy times four. Because allegedly she's pregnant again. But. Oh gosh. And I think that just Game of Thrones itself is so big. Like yeah. it's the most anticipated. Season eight is probably one of the most anticipated TV moments mm-hmm. that we've had in a while. Mm-hmm. Like people are breaking their backs to make sure that it comes on tonight. Oh, uh, yeah. Last or comes on like on Sunday. Like I was looking at my Instagram story last night and everything. And every, it was like every Instagram story, every Snapchat story, people were like, oh my gosh, like yes. Game of Thrones is bad. What yes. you know about that? And people were like hyping up like brand, people were obsessed with brand. I mean, it's just, I mean, now that we have social media and everything is reflected onto social media, mm-hmm. it was all over Twitter, it was all over Instagram. I, I saw like even like, maybe it was like ESPN or Barstool, they like put up like rankings of who do they think people are are gonna take the yeah. throne and all that kind of stuff. Dude, I mean, it's just I like it's going. It's everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's huge. It's, it's like huge. its own cult. It's like its own worldwide oh, cult. 
A hundred percent. Again, like it cap, it like captivates you, and everybody feels the same way about. And like I think that's what impresses me is how everybody has the same feelings and emotions towards the show and like towards situations and towards characters. Like we're all kind of always on the same page about yeah. things. Um, and again, like just I, I loved how they they ended the episode last night with Bran and Jamie like oh. doing that stare down. Because if you guys remember the story of how Bran became a crippled, you know, Jamie pushed him out of that tower window when he caught him fucking Cersei. So mm, that's cute. Yeah, cute. That's cute. Um, but yeah, honestly, expect lots of Game of Thrones recaps for these next few weeks. Um, yeah, Sophie and I are going to be debriefing and discussing a lot because we realized that there's lots we've like forgotten about in the in the show that like led up to where we're at now and of course it's going to be intense it's going to be crazy it's going to be like constant like oh uh, it's gonna it, it better be if this, yeah. is bo- if this is a boring season i'm coming for hbo yeah. no it's not going to be they, they have to finish they have to finish the whole show in six episodes like it's going to be on the go constantly like shout but also shout out to my roommate julie for bringing in a 60 inch tv right before the show aired <laughs> that was clutch um but yeah let us know give us any feedback of what you thought of game of thrones they're probably gonna say not don't talk about it I know. Well, <laughs> and also if you, if you don't mind listening to us talk about it y'all should let us know who you think will end up on the throne yes before we move on to this next segment so i'm intrigued to know who do you think is gonna end up on the throne i wouldn't okay the thing is i'm a, i think Tyrion lannister is like the best i totally forgot about him and then you reminded me of him I'm like oh shoot he's mm-hmm. a bad b mm-hmm. i wouldn't mind seeing him on the throne but then i don't want to lannister in the house anymore is is the um the light king whatever madame Moiselle, whatever her name is Super long red hair that. Oh, um. Is she still alive or no? She's alive, but she's gone somewhere. Mm. I know what you're talking about. She, she's she's like the one that's like a thousand years old yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I think that she. I think it's gonna be a woman. Easily, it has to be. I think it's gonna be a woman, and or Brienne of Tarth. Oh my god, whatever. that would be dope. I think I think it could possibly be her. I think it's gonna be a woman, and I think it's gonna be someone that's been around for the whole season but not always been a main character mm, okay. like the starks have had their time to shine right Jon snow has had his time to shine he's the king of the north whatever we have khaleesi has like seen her we've seen her time to shine lannisters i mean all of them you just see these huge upcomings for them mm-hmm. but they i think there's someone that's gonna end up with the throne that's rifled to it yeah that you're not expecting yeah mm, spooky we'll see yeah um yeah, damn. Yeah, I'm excited to see how where these next six weeks go. So, ending our pop culture rant here, um, before we segue into the weekly playlist, um, Tobes got to experience a really dope show um, but from ASAP Rocky in, Ch- in China. So we're going to insert a quick clip. She's going to let you guys know what she thought, how it was. Um, so yeah, <laughs> right. keep you, turn your ears on. Yeah. So the craziest thing happened this past Friday. So around a week ago, a friend of mine that I work with here in Shanghai, Adidas, said, hey, look, ASAP Rocky's going to come and host this thing called STD Warehouse Party, and it's supposed to be super cool. So her and our other friend and I all bought like tickets, a whole package deal. We were super excited for the three of us to go. Friday rolls around, we eat, we get ready, we go to the venue. And first of all, it was like a hype overload, literally just 
people had come from all over China, all over from Shanghai, just to come to this party to see ASAP Rocky. And we get there, and the opening act is performing, and everything is fun and fine. Super cool, like, product installations, and just a cool venue, the very top of this, like, I want to say, like, Staples Center-type building downtown but it was at the very top level to try to make it seem like a warehouse feel like very minimalistic dope stage but yeah anyways then towards the end of the opening act set and the opening act is actually a friend of a colleague um because the colleague and her like boyfriend came to the back we're like hey yeah we're just like listening to the dj up there but then things start to get pretty rowdy so we came back and they said oh they were gonna get a drink and then come back um, but then they never really came back because the DJ was like shouting like, guys, I need you all to move back because what had happened was a bunch of people had kind of rushed to the front. They weren't even on the stage, but there was no real barricade between the stage and the ground. So it, there was just room to kind of move all the way to the front. And obviously it's an ASAP Rocky hosted event. People are going to want to mosh. But at this point, no one was even moshing. Everyone just had rushed very closely to the stage. The DJ kept warning, saying, hey, guys, security said you need to scoot back. Like, everyone, please take 10 steps back. And his music was still playing. No one was really moving back. But people had moved back a little bit. Some more minutes pass. He turns off the music. Everything goes quiet. And the lights come on in the warehouse. And all of a sudden, like, the security and Chinese police officers are on stage saying, everyone, like, follow the rules now. You must get off stage. And they were, like, shouting in Chinese. And, of course, the majority of the people in the crowd were Chinese. But me, like, I was turning to my Chinese-speaking friends. And I was like, what are they saying? Like, what's going on? Should we leave? And eventually, like, people started to leave the venue. Like, more and more time had passed. Like, the police officers had, like, made a line with their bodies, like a wall between, like, different groups on the ground and then between us and the stage just like trying to get people to go downstairs eventually a lot of us left the performance area and we're like waiting uh, outside in the hallway like sitting on chairs and then eventually they come with megaphones and this was all in the context of an hour like the show was supposed to start at nine all of this started to happen around 10 so ASAP Rocky literally had not even come on yet. There was still supposed to be some other opening acts. They're like, everyone go outside, not the waiting area. So everyone starts going outside and then we're outside again. And my colleague had texted my friend saying, yeah, like, LOL, we left. And my friend's like, what? But like, we all paid for this. Like, you left. And she's like, yeah, I mean, let us know if we get refunded because it's just whack. We waited outside for some time. The wind starts blowing. I was like, honestly, this is just not worth it anymore. We go up to the gate and... One of the police officers is telling everyone to go to this club called Arkham. They're like, he's like, yeah, just go. Like, this is getting shut down. Like, concert is canceled, blah, blah, blah. And literally, I can't even count how many people were outside. Must have been close to a thousand. We're all just like, okay, BS. People are like walking through being like, it's canceled. Like, fuck this, leave, etc. And then we left only to wake up the next morning and see an article like in Chinese news saying like, oh, ASAP Rocky concert slash party went pear-shaped. Um, first of all, pear-shaped? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Never in my life have I heard that, but yeah, sure, it went pear-shaped. It went south, and essentially the news article said, and refunds will begin on Monday. So it's like we weren't even contacted by the venue themselves. <laughs> we found all this out through a news site. Anyways, super sad. Didn't get to see ASAP Rocky, but it was a fun experience because the friends that I were with were fun, and we still 
somehow had a good time just laughing at how sad the situation was it was kind of funny took us over an hour in a taxi to get home because of all the traffic but you know what the next time anyone the asap mob comes to shanghai i hope everyone is prepared and i also hope that people don't rush the stage and that no one gets injured so that we can all have nice things the end well damn <laughs> damn all right tobes at least you're getting refunded yeah right and i'm glad I, hey i'm glad everyone's like okay you know and like it's cool right, right? but whatever pear shaped we had to bring the popo in yeah damn, damn. y'all should just listen regardless of what language was it it was in right i mean back hey, up yeah back the fuck up but hey again <laughs> you're right maybe the next time maybe um, next time but but on a lighter note for music um we're gonna we'll go ahead and just get let y'all know about what we've been listening to this week on the weekly playlist um for me personally i really have not listening to new music i know there's been tons of new music coming out and i'm such a lame but you guys know i i fully have admitted it i know that um, i'm a creature of, ha- of habit and like it's hard for me to find new music sometimes but somehow i came across the purpose album again J- bieber's album um, I, I think that it was just like I was going through Instagram story and someone like posted um, what do you mean on their story and then I, it just kind of spiraled from there. But that's pretty much all I've been listening to, just that album. Um, before we talk about what Soph was listening to, we're going to plug in real fast what Toby's been listening to this week. So check that out and hopefully that isn't a flop too. <laughs> <laughs> So in terms of what I've been listening to, obviously since I was looking forward to seeing ASAP Rocky, which didn't end up happening, I was listening to a lot of the ASAP mob, but then along that vein, but also very different, randomly right before I came to China, I started to rekindle my love for Chief Keef. All of a sudden I was like, wow, I just really want to listen to Chief Keef. So I've been going back and listening to like literally Chief Keef from end of high school, early college, because just bop after bop and just really takes you back like love sosa the glow boys like everyone and everything yeah so literally i don't think i'll go through like a three-day period without listening to love sosa at least once and that's just kind of where i'm at right now all right thanks tobes so what i've been listening to this past week is Free Spirit by Khalid. It's his new album that dropped, I believe, last Friday. Um, I've been listening to Talk Better in Paradise. I know Talk and Better are the singles, but I honestly cannot stop listening to Talk by Khalid. It is a banger. Oops, sorry. <laughs> it's a, I'm just kicking people. It's fine. Um, but Talk is just such a summer jam, and I'm, I love Khalid. I love Khalid, and I'm glad that, he, you know, his album... I know in the fall he had released kind of an album-ish slash EP, um, and now we're having, like, a full Khalid album, because I think the last time that he had an album was myself one year, like, two years ago, maybe? Dang, This yeah, year. So, shout-out to Khalid. I hope now that you dropped an album... Oh, yeah, he's going on tour. He's going to be in KC, like, in late July. Oh, so, stuff. look, y'all, hit my Venmo... Uh, so I can afford tickets to go to Khalid. But that's what I've been listening to. Check it out. It's just been an album. Nothing too crazy. Nothing too exciting. But I think that's it for this week's podcast. Um, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. Review. Review. Rate. Tell your friends. Tell your mom. Tell your companions. 
Tell your Khaleesi's. Oh, yeah. Always tell your Khaleesi's. But, yes, follow us on all of our social media. Um, check out our website, theweeklybakay.strikingly.com. Send us an email. You can do that at theweeklybakay at gmail.com. If you have any requests, any insights, let us know who you think is going to be on the throne at the end of the season. That's right. What have you been listening to? Um, are you going to Coachella? You know, are you high right now? Um <laughs> 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 But yeah, thanks so much for listening, guys. Um, Until next time, this is Jasmine. This is Sophie. And you've been listening to The The Weekly Weekly Vacay.